Welcome, folks, to episode 122. 122 in 2022, no less. Yes, we're starting off the new year with a recording. Why not? And with me, as always, is Corinne. Hello and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Steve. It's nice to see you in the 2022s portion of the 2000 section of this date. How are you? The year, not so bad. So today we are going to discuss how to get motivated when, you know, everything's going negative big time. Um, I've noticed, I don't know about you, in preceding years that around about the sort of beginning of the year people seem to be at the sort of lowest i've always put it down that you know to sort of well christmas is over here's the new year and it's still dark outside and all the rest of it and you know the credit card bills just arrived and they stood on the scales this morning and (laughs) It wasn't... Uh, <laughs> the credit card stood on the scales. <laughs> yeah, well, not quite. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and it's... all Life is sort of full of negatives, as it were, that's, you know, they're looking for some positives to um, get themselves back into their normal routine, I suppose. And um, it, it's it's one of them things where you think, can they ever climb out of this hole or not and sort of win themselves back to you know how they were sometimes sort of three or four weeks ago it's it's one of those times of year i always think that yeah in the run-up to christmas you've got this i've mentioned this before everyone's trying to do a full month's worth of work in (laughs) three weeks yeah 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 it's always the case. And of course, it? mixing it in with that, of course, is all these social events that used to happen and right. prior to what's been happening in the last two years, where we people would meet and drink together and eat together and all the rest of it. And um, But that's maybe not happened this last year or two, uh, for obvious reasons. And then, of course, then on top of that, that they then have a, a wonderful break from a week from their usual routine and i don't know about you but sometimes i think some people tend to think that the bit between christmas and new year is this sort of dead period that they don't know quite what to do with themselves sometimes sitting at home sort of waiting for the inevitable (laughs) (laughs) it's like being chased to death by a turtle you know you sort of know it's coming but (laughs) you can just sidestep it at some uh, point when I when I was working, there's sort of the gap in between and the very first week back at work, I used to, because not everybody came back at the same time, I used to make it, turn it into quite a productive um, time in a way, because you could get more done without sort of people harassing you around you. Um, sort of thing. Yeah, well, it is. It's it's really like the doldrums, isn't it? Uh, personally, yeah. my holidays extend out until the 6th of January because I celebrate mm-hmm. Christmas on the 6th, so Christmas Eve for me is on the 5th. 
And so I've got this Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas thing going on where <laughs> it sort of <laughs> happens consecutively. I wait for the first round of Christmas items to be on sale on the 26th so then I can prep for the Christmas on the 6th, you know, that, but mm-hmm. in that order. Um, ideally, when I say ideally, I guess in terms of being able to beat some of these doldrums, which I think have become a little bit more aggressive in people the last couple of years because of the pandemic and Mm. as you said um, people that were once accustomed to being able to see their own families and friends at a certain time and they have this year-long build-up to getting to a point where they have some time off and they can actually go and see these people and now they can't because of the pandemic I think to at some point has created a level of tension that mm. is being um, spilled over <laughs> and it's making its debut in January because people have now, I think, in my opinion, have come to the conclusion that they now have to wait another 11 months to maybe get a chance at that again. <laughs> mm. Or are you going to we'll say take something up tennis. safe on that? No? Take up tennis? <laughs> what, in the middle of winter? <laughs> <laughs> Not if you're in the southern International hemisphere, International passport for travel. <laughs> Tennis round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> to there you go. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so one of the things I notice is that if I don't have a set list of things that I want to accomplish, which I normally do, by the end of the year, I usually do my office osuji, which is like tearing down the office, getting rid of old papers, making sure my files are organized, backing up things that needed to be backed up. I have mm. a list, a checklist of things that get done in the month of December. And as you mm. said, it really is a productive month, especially the, I'm, I'm calling December the beginning of January as well, just so you know. Um, yeah. It really is a productive time because of the fact that so many people are away and you can actually block out the world. And I think this is a great intro to something that I've been working on with some of my clients, which is why not have a 365 day uh, plan that works through the next year. In other words, you can have a cutoff date of December 31st, but then have goals that bleed into the following year so that mm. you're not closed off and you're consistently working on something that allows you to have continuity of effort and activity, right? Yeah, I like the idea of not having an actual hard end to the year. And then it's almost like you're starting right. a new year. It should You th- should be able to look beyond the 30, 31st of December and beyond that so it just sort of transitions into the new year sort of thing and you've got it planned out ahead sort of thing um from you know way back in november december time really so you go you don't haven't got suddenly you suddenly get to january first you think oh what am i going to do next sort of thing (laughs) right well or, or the inevitable which is if i'm i'm speaking to my healthcare providers in december and they want to book me in 
most of December is usually taken up. So they start booking me into January. Mm. And I have this internal reflex that says, no, no, we're not done with the end of the year. I can't write in this new part of the year yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new calendar, lady. What are you talking about? I can't. And then I realized, no, no, this is okay. It's just the following month. Mm. It doesn't mean it's a year away. This is, I can plan two weeks away. You know, that's going to be okay. But one of the things, I actually wrote an article about this. It's uh, posted at Planarology and it's called Being Unreasonable. One of the suggestions I have in coming up with uh, a cure for the post-Christmas and New Year's doldrums, we called it pony, I think, in, in some <laughs> of our chats. Um, let me see if I can find that. That, that was interesting um, in our base camp conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that you can do is be unreasonable. And by unreasonable, I mean find things that you're absolutely excited about and don't let anything or anyone stop you in being able to achieve those goals. Uh, so what are we calling here? The acknowledging the irritability of, of post new year's <laughs> syndrome, pony <laughs> post new year's irritability. Um, yeah, it's true. And I felt it this year too, believe it or not, even though I had things that I had planned to do, I felt the sense of um, tension that was starting the year off, especially with when you start hearing the media start talking about COVID numbers are on the rise and all this noise starts coming in. And I really think that if you set a goal for yourself, it can be one thing that you can work on. And if you're unreasonable with that and you don't let people interfere with, first of all, don't let people know what your goal is. Because the minute you let people know, they're going to (laughs) start try to convince you not to do it. Oh, you don't do that. That's so unreasonable, right? Uh, it's like, well, oh, thanks. Well, they're trying to find other things point. for you to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have spare time. Here, I have something else that you can get busy with. Um, so, so, yeah, definitely find something that you can challenge yourself with. In the article, I had mentioned how I did a juice fast in the middle mm. of um, the Alaskan winter where the average temperature was about minus 45 and... If you took produce out of the store, Fahrenheit, uh, if you took produce <laughs> out of the say. store, yeah, not Celsius. <laughs> it's warmer in my freezer than that. <laughs> it's warmer on Mars. On Mars, was average temperature was minus 30 Fahrenheit, <laughs> and it was minus 45 in Fairbanks. Uh, so, uh, But if you took the produce out of the store without covering it up, it would literally freeze dry in front of you and you'd have nothing left. Um, yeah, everything would just be a solid block by the time you roll yourself on square tires back to the house. Uh, so, so, so that's just a, a, a quick example, but I think I could have convinced myself every day that that was the last thing I wanted to do was drink my fruits and vegetables for 30 days uh, Mm. instead of eating warm foods. And that's a little unreasonable. I think anybody looking at that would be like, hey, you know what, that's why. Why are you doing stuff like that? Well, the reason I do stuff like that is because I like to challenge myself and I like to put myself in a position that shows that I can be better than who I was yesterday. And a lot of the planner community, I'm going to not name names here, but there is a whole list of people that, they look at other people's planners and they go, oh, I wish I had that planner or I wish I had that setup, or I wish that was me. And so they'll throw everything out and they'll start imitating something that they've seen, which is fantastic. It's a great way to get inspiration. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely be inspired. But then 
when there's no effort put behind it or that inspiration didn't come from you, the, the dream quickly turns into, a, oh, dear, I've now spent so much money on this and I'm not even following up with that. Have you tried to change your planner out this year, Steve? Let's hand to God. Let's see here. What, if, what, I what was are you considering doing? it. And I did spend, I did, went, spent some time uh, redesigning a particular insert. And then I tested, uh, tested it out with just one week, printed two pieces of paper and yeah. tried it for one week. And I thought, yeah. Do I want to go through all the aggro of printing off a full year or even several months' worth and then trying this out? And I thought, why am I doing this? No reason at all. Have you got a system that works already? Yes. So why change? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to change because you're bored of the system you have, that's a whole... Yeah other story but if you have a system that's working i would say stick with it what i did instead was tidied up my existing pages that i've keep in my organizer my a5 mm. and of course archived um the previous years com completely put them in a another storage location to be kept and got this year's brought up to date with the various dates that are cropping up for appointments and forthcoming tasks and all that sort of stuff I've, I've found that that sudden change last year of actually transferring the electronic um, tasks that are sort of coming up in the next month or two onto paper so that all in the one place has been a key change, if you like, that makes um, my sort of plan of work better for me in a way. There's yeah. no surprises in the week. Do you do you have a... Um, you know how we used to... We talked about the lists of things that you can do when you're having a rainy day or a cold mm. day and you don't want to be outdoors. That list of things to do, yeah. uh, there's different names for it. There's like a someday maybe, uh, everybody calls it something yeah, different. Yeah, someday. Do you have one? Right, right. Do you, I don't do you actually have, have a separate list as such, but I stick it's the same. things like that in the sort of top um, right-hand corner of the second page of my weekly plan. It's stuff that doesn't matter if it doesn't get done this week sort of thing. It'll just just overflow into the following weeks, if need be. Uh, do you pull that um, out in December and January? I Well, I make sure that I've gone back through previous ones to make sure there's nothing sort of fallen between the cracks between weeks sort of thing, got got forgotten to be copied over, and I've mm. clearly, cleanly forgot to do it. Unless it's, you know, the, whatever it was has been and gone, and it's no longer relevant to do and in that case it it's it terminates itself in a way that way so uh -huh, but i uh -huh. i did well i'm going to recommend -looked. that i think it's a good yeah. idea yeah i also looked um at the the end in that sort of little doldrums period i looked at um my phone and my ipad to see mm. what i had on there that i'd not gone near uh, or never used 
for the last you know six or twelve months and do I still really need sure to keep that sure. on there sort of thing um that was quite a good exercise because I had all sorts of stuff on there thinking oh yeah that might come in useful one day type thing but the beauty of it is now is the way that Apple itself decides that if you're running short on space it offloads the apps if you've not used them for six months or whatever it is I, I don't yeah, know what yeah. the time period is but it when you suddenly look in one folder and you've got all these apps in there but you've never used any of them <laughs> you think why am i keeping all this you can always download yeah, well, that's, if need be. that's a that's a very good um microcosm of mm. taking a look at what's in your own home and then realizing that maybe some of that is spilling over into your digital devices because that's the way your brain thinks and so mm. there's a lot of I might need that one day happening both on digital devices mm. and about stuff in the home. And I would suggest back to the point that we were talking about is that one of the ways that you could be unreasonable is create a list of things that you would like to get done when you're indoor indoors and you're not allowed to go out or you can't go out. So either because you're being quarantined because you're sick or because the governments that be have told you that if you're out, they're going to put you in a bin and haul you off to the rubbish center um, or whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, but I definitely have my year end checklist that has gotten amplified this year. And one of the things that I added to it was taking some online courses. I, I really think that if I have structure and order in my life coming from imposed sources that I can self-impose. For example, if I decide to take an online course, there is a structure and a discipline that comes with that that allows me to gently ease into the rest of my day. So if I know I have to be on a call with you, for example, Steve, at 10, there is a lot happening between the hours of 7 and 10 that force me sort of to get my life in order. Um, I am the... I'm the kind of person that if I don't have structure in my life, I tend to go off. So I have to create that sense of discipline and routine so that I can know where I have to get back to, to have that set pace. Uh, and one of the things that I noticed in the last month was I was really grateful that I had put off a lot of things that I wanted to sell towards the end of the year. And I managed to end up selling a lot of them. And mm. that action or being able to know that you're being accountable for yourself and being able to check off your list of things that you're getting done is really great because I feel like it leaves the year lighter. The, the year that's mm. leaving is lighter and the year that's coming in is also lighter because now you've gotten rid of those things. So not only have you completed your tasks, but they're not there for you to look at the following year. So I'm going to recommend a someday maybe list or whatever you want to call it. Maybe call it the December, January doldrum list. I don't know but a list of activities that you can get done, whether you want to be reasonable or unreasonable, but have a set pace at which you can go. That doesn't require you to be into work. If you're not at work and you have the holidays off, then why not enjoy them? One of the mm. things we wanted to get done this year was we were going to go and spend New Year's at um, a hot, what do they call it? God bless it. The like hot, hot springs. In the... Hot yeah. springs, thank you. English has mm. failed me for a moment. <laughs> and unfortunately, Bobby got sick. He couldn't come out. He had the flu for a few days. 
Um, but the idea is that you don't necessarily have to celebrate things the way that you've always been celebrating them. There's other ways of being able to go out and enjoy the holidays and enjoy time together. <clears throat> and some of it includes being in nature. Do you, do you make time during your day for walks and being able to get yourself out of the house at some point, Steve? Or yeah, we're, we're very fortunate body? that we can do a sort of country type walk, you know, almost sort of within 50 metres of the house. So we're very fortunate in that respect. And mm. it's very rare we actually ever meet anyone on that walk. We've got sort of two or three different routes that we can walk. Um, varying in length and steepness of the hill. <laughs> um, so we're lucky in that sense that we can actually sort of get out and about fairly easily from the house. I know everyone's not um, so lucky. There's been some days where it's been sort of getting towards sort of darkness, so we think, right, where can we go? Where And it's sort of very sort of wet underfoot sort of thing because these are mm. like farm tracks we're walking on. We've got alternative routes where you're all on sort of pavement, as it were, so it's a lot better. But, uh, yeah, we must admit we haven't been getting out as much as we'd like through being sort of so busy one with one thing or another. And you, we're both sort of sitting here working away some days without really taking any notice of, of time, which is which is really bad. Um Apart from sort of getting reminders once an hour to get up and walk around for a couple of minutes. <laughs> so there is some so, validity in having a somewhat structured life. Even if you're on holidays, I think it's nice mm. to have some kind of a structure um, because then you can begin to define success for yourself. You can begin to say, well, yeah, I'm not going to work, but what am I doing to get myself better than I was yesterday? Mm. And so those are the standards by which you can set the pace to remove yourself from the doldrums. And if people are being mm. nasty to you, don't just leave, right? Just don't respond. I don't have the patience anymore, especially after what we've all been through the last couple of years. Mm. When people start getting nasty and rude and making commentary and just, it's like, you know what? I'm not even going to explain myself. I just turn around and walk away <laughs> and I've left people standing there walking because all you have to do is be nice you just have to mm. be nice it doesn't cost you anything to be nice I think it's sort of um, a little you know we sometimes sort of look around our houses um, in sort of a sort of a big wide view of things and it's very easy to sort of fill pages and pages up of things you want to do around the house uh, yeah and that can be demotivating in itself because you think <laughs> where yes. on earth am i going to start well yeah. like all of these things it just needs breaking down into sort of manageable chunks in a way doesn't it you know i'm just as guilty of this yeah, as definitely everyone else so you you want sort of some things that you can think all oh, right these may be not necessarily a priority order, but maybe sort of sort them into different sort of bins, if you like, of this is a sort yeah. of an all day job. This is an hour job. This is a sort of a five minute job. And then you can then sort of say, oh, I've got five minutes to spare. What can I take out my five minute box? OK, if you run out of things in there, if the hour box is still 
full to brimming and you can't can any of those be broken down into smaller ones um yeah to be done it sort of separate them out a bit um oh, absolutely and it really is how you how you pitch this to yourself isn't it mm. because this kind of reminds me of a paper i wrote when i was in 11th grade where i wrote a i wrote a paper thinking i was writing about the grenada war when really what I wrote about was all the issues that led up to the Grenada War, right? So instead of changing my paper around, I just changed the title, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and it, this is really the case of it, right? So if you if you find yourself with like six pages of things that need to get done in your home, just put down, ah, a year's time to get my house in order, right? So there you have your big goal. And then when now you, you can the break them the year, down into... Next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just you move move things next forward. Year instead of yeah. <laughs> next year's things to get done. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> things I'm going to get started in 2022 for 2023 to be complete. Right. Started in an uh. end blank. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah. So if you've got that framework where you've now identified a larger goal for yourself, you can then take each month and mm. theme it by room. So the yeah. first. January, right, can be the kitchen or, mm. you know, living room and lounge on in February. Mm. Uh, so I guess the smallest room would could go to February because it has the least amount of days. Of the, month. <laughs> yeah, the smallest room. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Basements, attics, sort of everything else the, where the spiders and cobwebs are get spent over into October so that you can actually have a nice Halloween theme. <laughs> One thing I hate is starting... Um, multiple tasks in different rooms, if you like, and then the whole place being sort of. Oh yeah, don't do that. <clears throat> don't do that. Make bring um, your task over to the tasking room <laughs> and complete <laughs> your task, and then go on with your happy life because you will hate yourself otherwise. Um, well, I'd like to. I'd like to actually introduce a new thing that we're doing since our Patreon patrons are being so generous with us. Um, the, I'm, we're introducing a section called Let's Answer Your Question. And um, Teresa, who was it? Uh, Teresa Davis had given us a question where she asks, how do you and Steve manage to stay in one planner or planning system for a long period of time, maybe even an entire year, without giving into... F-O-M-O, which when I looked up in the Urban Dictionary said, uh, it's fear of missing out. And yeah, I know, I'm, I'm there. Uh, when you see what other planners are using in the planning community. Um, it's difficult, isn't it, Steve? It's like watching commercials constantly saying, mm. here, buy this, buy this, buy this, right? Do you, there is I just, mean, we sort of touched on it a little. Yeah, there, you see so much of this now um, on YouTube and Instagram yeah. and yeah. other sort of outlets, if you like. We've all become a victim in in some ways of, um, you know, if, if you go back 15 years or more before social media really sort of took off to the extent it was, we didn't have this means of sharing stuff no. um, so readily, did we? You know, and no. what you'd got... Uh, or what you'd managed to work out what to use was pretty much what you'd thought up yourself. You didn't have someone else to compare to. Yes, you had 
what was commercially available at the time, but nobody actually showed you how to use it and and all the rest of it, had they? So you sort of... Sure, is it the best you could with you what you along. had? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah what exactly. You had. Um, or if you did change from one thing to another, from one year to the next, it might have been what your local shop had in stock in December or, or whatever. You didn't really think much further ahead. Um, as time has progressed, I've noticed earlier, and uh, it's almost as bad as when supermarkets start putting out all the Christmas decorations in the shop. It's getting earlier right. and earlier in the year, isn't it? Right, right. Well, yeah, well, when I went Christmas shopping this year, at the beginning of December, they had already had um, Valentine's stuff out yeah. along with the Christmas decorations. Yeah. So, but, you know, um, stores used to market four seasons of clothes to us. Mm initially now they market for 52 weeks yeah they market for the entire year so every week there is a new layer of mm. marketing that's happening mm. and i think that's that's one of the things that i noticed as well steve is before the internet where we used to actually meet with people and get together and and have our here here's what i've got can i see your stash show me your stash you know and we do these mm. i'll swap you this pen for those erasers or whatever um that that used to be a way of doing it and one of the biggest things i did for myself in 2021 was shut off facebook so i still kept my accounts going mm. but i've taken all the apps off of my digital devices i log in maybe once or twice a week now. And mm. I do that through a website, right? So I don't actually go to the app. Mm. I go through a website to make it as difficult as possible to have access to that because it's just this incessant and insidious feed of information trying to get you to look at this and look at this and look at this. And at the end of the day, it just becomes a distraction. Mm. So I did do that for a while. I did go from planner to planner because I wasn't settled on what I wanted until I realized that what I really wanted was a letter size letter-sized planner and now that i have it i'm perfectly happy in it i have no issue wanting to look anywhere else because I'm, one I'm one of the amusing things from history if you like is when i was first started using the filofax back in the late 80s this was before the internet and all the rest of it i once went to another part of our organization at work and happened to bring out my file effects to look something up or write something in it and one of the other engineers spotted that I'd got a file effects and he was also a file effects user and his statement to me was oh have you got any inserts that you want to swap uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine of course this was all pre Instagram and all the rest of it, where we were doing exactly right, right. that now, wouldn't we? But it was the yeah. the only time it happened. I must admit, <laughs> I was a bit sort of yeah. So really? I <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's another one of them in the wild out there running yeah. amok, right? <laughs> Uh, it, it really is. It, it, you have to actually take the time to see what system works for you. And I re mm. I'm, now I've come to the conclusion after all these years that it starts with paper size. You've got to find your paper size that works best for you and work your way back from there. 
And mm. no matter how much someone's going to show you the brilliance and the loveliness of their setup, if your brain isn't mapped to using their setup like that, it's just not going to work. So I always mm. focus on, am I getting to where I need to be at the time that I said I need to be? If I do, then something's working in my, right mm. in my planner. If it's not, mm. then something's not right working right in my planner. Mm. Um, so I would say, yeah, thank you, Teresa, for your question. We hope we've answered it. If anybody's interested in hearing more about this topic, please let us know once Steve uploads all the information. Um, you can leave us notes. You can find us at Facebook, uh, Planerology. You can message us. You can call us, whatever. But Teresa paid for uh, the McKenna's all-weather hauling tier on uh, Patreon. And if, if you're interested in submitting your question and having your question answered by us, then please head on over to our Patreon page and uh, subscribe to the McKenna's All-Weather Hauling, where I will actually send out Planerology stickers too. Hey, hey. Mm. So, double trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think we will terminate ourselves at this point, because we have exhausted ourselves. That sounds morbid. (laughs) (laughs) As usual, you will find me at com, travellersnotebooktimes.com and Mr. Falafaxi on Instagram and in all good bookshops. <laughs> he said waving. His now, indeed. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, you and can we'll... find me at Instagram at Curran Tovmasian and on Facebook at Throat Punch Resumes and all that good stuff. I will probably won't answer you as quickly on Facebook. Instagram is probably quicker. But yeah. But yeah. There we have it. So if you've enjoyed our ramblings today, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. Mm-hmm.